The clock has started. Hello, everyone, hey. and welcome to. Hmm? Sorry, Bunny's like our Bunny's right next to the microphone, and he like fucking barked right <laughs> as Zach started. Scared me. Uh, you gotta put that all in. Um, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to that Pixel Life. This is episode two sixty seven, recording October 29th, twenty twenty three. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to be talking more about the fall's hottest releases. We are going to visit the trailer park. And see what our old friends got uh, for the feast. Um, you know what? It's going to be kind of a relaxed, laid back, throw on your sweatpants, grab a cup of hot cocoa type of episode. It's been a week, guys. And we're going to talk our way through it. And to do that, I have with me, as always, Shannon, living my best life more. I feel like I'm living in an episode of Deja Vu. Like I might have said something about this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, um, life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in opposite land. Okay. Also joining us, Justin Sportsball Carter. It's your boy, bro. My team is in the World Series. Yes. Seven games. There's seven <laughs> games in the World Series. I don't know if you knew that. I thought there was five, but turns out there's actually seven. There was never oh a doubt. Ju- never Damn, a doubt. Justin, you know so much about sports. Sports balls. You know, kind of a sports guy. You know, I've seen Back to the Future a couple mm-hmm. times, and I know there's like a sports almanac involved somewhere in there. You got all the scores, yeah. so you know how to bet it. It's- you know, I got ESPN bundled with my Hulu and my Disney Plus. I'm kind of that sports guy now. That's kind of <laughs> what I've developed my entire persona around. Is and I'm getting it. I like that you flipped over to ESPN for like the first time since you've had that bundle. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. So I was watching Hell's Kitchen and I dropped the remote and it just like changed over real quick. But it was there for a second, so it's logged in. Next they thing, know. Yeah, next thing you know, Sports Center's on, and you're like, "I, I, oh, they're showing Arizona. I guess I'll stay here." <laughs> yeah, it was it? It wasn't that he was he actually chose ESPN by choice, but like when he dropped it and he couldn't find the remote, and then Bunny grabbed it and ran off with it, and he was like, "Well, this is my life now. I'm a sports guy." Yep. So now he's he's all about the Diamondbacks. Down to the socks. Yes. Uh, so if anyone's curious, what Shannon was talking about. We had recorded a whole intro. We had recorded uh, hot candy takes, sports takes. Um, you know, we, we were diving deep and wild tangents were abounding. And then I realized I wasn't recording. So, um, you know, my, my co-hosts were gracious enough to restart. Just trust me, it was comedy gold. It was it was great. But uh, I think <laughs> this is going to be a shorter episode because we lost about 20 <laughs> minutes of stuff. But why don't we, Justin, cruise on down to the trailer park? I mean, I thought I wasted all my A material on the first roll. But, uh, 
it's always good when you guys swing back around. Um, we get to talk about this movie twice. Um, I mean, isn't that what Thanksgiving about? Just glutton. So I'm, mm. I'm just glad I get to hang out with my best friends and talk about a movie that you may or may not like. Uh, hey, Justin, did you know we were best friends? I didn't think we were best friends. Oh, I, I don't oh. know, but I felt really bad when we drove past last week and he was banging on the window and we just kind of floored it. So uh, I don't want to upset him. I, I, We're getting into the season of holidays, my friend. The holiday season. I already needed you guys sweaters that said best friends for life on it. And I was going to give it to you when we were getting closer to holidays. But okay. Dude, uh, that, that sweater's knitted out of empty Marlboro packs. I don't know yeah. if I want to Hey, it on. it's yeah. the thought that counts, man. Jesus, I thought the gold and the red accents would bring out your beautiful eyes. J- Justin, I totally didn't feel bad about driving away. I have to tell you. <laughs> um, no, so uh, the movie our gracious host is talking about is uh, it's called Thanksgiving, which seems to be a horror f- film uh, in the vein of a scream or I know what you did last summer, except with pilgrims it seems to be the killer is dressed up like a pilgrim for some reason <laughs> and uh there's a lot of thanksgiving meals shown uh a lot of up close lady screaming knife happening kills um justin please explain to people what this is all right so there is a plethora of different holiday slasher movies you know Halloween, we got an entire franchise based off that. You got your Black Christmases, you have your My Bloody Valentines, and now, you know, we're kind of running out of holidays for people to murder other people on. So now they're like, you know what, let's bring Thanksgiving into the fold. And, you know, I was kind of sad when Zach posted the, uh, the trailer in the Discord, you know, I thought I had some, you know, a material Thanksgiving puns mm-hmm. about you know it looking amazing <laughs> and that they were pioneers of uh, their craft, the stuffing everything they could into it. And the pain. I got <laughs> I got no emojis, like no ha ha little funny ha ha's for Justin. Like it was just no one seemed to appreciate. <laughs> I I to be honest, I just can't reward that behavior. Um, <laughs> That's fair, <laughs> but. The uh, the pie and ears was very good. I do have to tell you that <laughs> that one that one got a chuckle. That one did. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, and I hope they throw some of those in. You know, if there's a joke about like carving the turkey mm-hmm. or something in there, you know, some stuffing. Uh, you know, I I'm here for it. Like it looks like an okay. Like movie, I'm not gonna be rushing the theaters to see Thanksgiving. I mean, uh, if but... it's if it's like terrifier level, then you could go with a whole like, you know, I want a leg versus a breast or something like that. You could get down on that level, but I yeah. don't think they're gonna go that hard. Yeah, no, uh, I don't imagine so. But I guess I am kind of interested to see like. I guess what they're doing with like pilgrims mm-hmm. and stuff, like the time period, I guess, like when this takes place. Cause like the idea of like, Oh, if it was like the, I don't know, like early 1900s or something yeah, like yeah. that, like Thanksgiving thing, like that could be pretty cool. 
versus like you know 2023 whatever thanksgiving it, slasher type it kind of looks like a modern setting though right yeah, yeah. and that's what's kind of weird it's like you didn't bring the cranberries and it's just mm. uh hey shannon do we think justin thinks thanksgiving happened in the early 1900s <laughs> I, I i'm thinking yeah. so but not like not like uh, the 15, 1600s? Uh. <laughs> Dude, like, look, man, I'm going to be real with that. Like, I don't know. You know, all I know is the pilgrims came over, they gave the Indians a bunch of smallpox blankets, yep, and yep. then the rest is just history, you know? And, uh, you know, there was a French and Indian War that happened. Yeah. Uh, yada, 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 1776. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. 1492. Yeah. More. 1762. 1812. Like, you know, just dates. Just numbers. <laughs> you're just naming whiskey now. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, checking to see what you're, you know, checking to see if you're just paying attention. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I think a couple books were written on it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yes, the Thanksgiving <laughs> movie uh, looks special. It looks like something that... Uh, Maybe it's the the I still know what you did last summer level, <laughs> you know, like, the one without Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, they can only hope to hit the heights of April the fourteenth or fr- or Saturday the fourteenth. I mean the uh, the Friday the thirteenth comedic comedic slasher that they made. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good times, good times. Um, what 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 is what is it with taking the holidays that are usually non-violent and making them super violent? Like, I mean, that's what you got Halloween for. Halloween's like the spooky, crazy, mm-hmm. like serial killer, crazy clowns from outer space. Like, yeah, all, all like the purge issue. Like, people get to have their fun. Like, why why you got to ruin like thanks? Just leave Thanksgiving alone. You know, just man. Like, what? Well, I mean, there's a million Christmas ones. There's like Silent Night, Deadly yeah. Night. I think they made like six of those. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Thanks to be honest. Thanksgiving is like untrodden territory. They could, you know, like, I know that's what I'm saying. It's just, it was the last, it was the last like safe holiday where you could like, just, you know, watch cool shows like, I don't know, home alone and there's the, other. Yeah. Cause we got like the ones, leprechaun but... movie, you know, uh, for, <laughs> there's, there is like a Valentine's day one too. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, sir, What's the next holiday that you want them to do for a horror, like a horror movie? Boxing or a, day. A hack and slash. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What's no. in the box? Boxing day. No, no, no. Arbor day. <laughs> and it's a killer tree. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, possessed trees. Yeah, yes. it's like that, the, the horror like a, version of the Ents, you know? Arbor Day branching out in the theaters this oh. summer. God dang you, Justin. Man. They're turning over a new leaf. <laughs> they gotta say they make it. like make like a tree and get out of here. This this movie will keep you rooted in oh, your seats. Nice. Nice. Got one. <laughs> Got so, one. Dude, that movie sounds like it's all bark and no bite, you know what I'm saying? Uh. <laughs> You'll be sure to soil yourselves. Um, oh, dude, I'm a sap for a good <laughs> holiday horror movie. 
You'll be so scared. You'll be changing colors. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> we better we better trim this off at the rate. I you know I applaud I applaud you guys man you sent that back and forth more times than I thought you were so it's a know, good my hats it's a good off. tennis match I, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a little surprised you you didn't have more dad jokes you know being being a father I thought you'd be more rooted in the dad jokes <sighs> yeah it's an off night you know you, just, you can't sometimes you can't always bring the a game you know so you just gotta just gotta Put those, sh- you know, gotta gotta pass mm-hmm. the ball off mm-hmm. to those who are hot, and just you know, let them let them have a fun tonight. He's on fire. That was Justin just now. Uh, <laughs> if you need copy for your shitty horror movie, see one Justin Carter. <laughs> He's got you covered. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, Thanksgiving. Uh, Justin, you're seeing this, right? Like, I feel like, I, I feel like you have to. Out of all, um, yeah, I feel like it's expected of me, yeah. and I'll be disappointing a lot of people if I don't. I mean, have you seen Slother House yet? No, I need so I need to, and it's on my list. Um, I I plan on I'll probably end up watching it tomorrow because that seems like a good Halloween uh, mm-hmm. watch. I wanted to watch it in October, and I just haven't had the chance. I'm down for like funny bad horror movies when they know they're funny and bad. It's, I mean, you can that can go horribly wrong too, but there's something about the wink and nod of like, yeah, dog, this is stupid as shit. We're both in this together. Um, it just just kind of works for me, you know. Uh, you were talking to someone that once sat down with friends and watched all of the Friday the Thirteenth. Up till X that we saw in the theater and wrote down every single kill and ranked them. (laughs) And that was, that took a long time, way longer than we had planned. That was a good week's worth of work. Uh, But (laughs) it was a quite of an extensive list by the time we were done. Dude. I will say I was pretty disappointed. Uh, HBO Max did add like all the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movies on there. I'm like, oh, dude, that's cool. And I was going through them all. Yeah, all of them are on there except for X, uh, which is the one I really wanted to watch. It's the only one like, worth watching it. now. Damn. I know. And I was like, dude, they didn't add it. I'm like, ugh. It's the like, perfect, it's the perfect like horror comedy. Like, it's so yeah. good. After we were talking about it, like last week or how funny the sleeping bag scene where yeah. I wanted to watch it and when it wasn't on there, I was like, oh, maybe because I did all the uh, um, Final Destination movies uh-huh. and the Saw movies and whatever. And I was like, oh, dude, maybe I can do the Friday the 13th ones. And then when I saw X wasn't on there, I'm like, dude, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what am I even building towards now? Like, <laughs> why, nothing. Why like, am I even here? Exactly. Um, no, the... Uh, <laughs> uh, but so if I ever told you the story of how we saw Fred or Jason X in the theater? No. I think Shannon, have I said that story on on this podcast before? I don't think so, not on the podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> me and my ba- merry band of misfits, uh we all decide this is going to be like the event of the fall, right? We are going <laughs> to see Jason X in the theater. Now, granted, we are all 20, 19, 20, 21 in that range. Uh, so between the 
six of us, a complete fifth of Jack gets consumed before we go to the theater, right? People are feeling nice in the movie theater, let me tell you. It is opening day, packed theater, and somehow it starts it starts with my friend Britt. Uh, so you, the scene in the movie, Jason is in a warehouse under military control, right? And a soldier goes in and starts to like fuck with them a little bit. And then it cuts to outside of the warehouse and the soldier is thrown through the door and is like dead on the ground. And the woman runs up to him and goes, Oh my God, what just happened? And my friend Britt, who's about four (laughs) seats down for me, yells out in this packed theater, what the fuck do you think just happened, bitch? And and the theater, like, laughed a lot, right? And so now it's like green light. And every one of my friends is just mystery science theatering this thing the whole time. You know, Candyman, the guy that plays Candyman shows up, and he's, like, yelling at people. And... (laughs) Uh, I think it was my friend Alex jumps up and goes like ups out of his seat, points to the screen and goes, Candyman, tell him the truth. And you know, just it was just it kept going the whole time to the point where I'm hearing people behind us going, what'd they say? What'd they say? Like what? Uh, it, yeah. How we didn't get kicked out of there. I don't know how people weren't like throwing their popcorn at us. I have no idea, but it was one of the most entertaining times. I've had in a movie theater my entire life and yeah, it was fantastic. I, I don't think we ruined anyone's experience seeing Jason X. I'm sure we did to some people in there, but uh, a large majority of that theater was laughing their ass off. I'm hoping with us, not at us, probably both, but uh, yeah, good times. Good times. It was one of the best theater experiences of my whole life. That sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I could have actually seen Jason X in theaters. That probably would have been awesome. And we were dying at the sleeping bag scene. Like, just <laughs> dying. <laughs> the, the, ni- uh, the the frozen nitrous scene where he dunks against his head and then smashes it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Luke just goes, Damn, that's cold-blooded! <laughs> It was just like the worst puns. It was so bad. Uh, yeah. I, I'll probably tell you more as they come back to me. But uh, yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, have you ever had the chance to like Mystery Science Theater a movie for reals? Um, I know I went and saw uh, The Room at one of the theater in Arizona and stuff. And it was one of those where like, yeah, everyone was. Um, oh, hi, Mark. You know, there's certain yeah. parts where people were like shouting, and then you had all these plastic spoons mm-hmm. that you like threw at the screen at like a certain point, and then like when they're playing football on the roof, <laughs> uh, some people had a football and were like at the front of the theater, like playing catch with each other. It's so, so that was like really yeah. fun. That was pretty funny, um, getting to like be a part of yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. That's cool. Uh, Shannon, you? I have not. No. Nope, nope. I am. Just, man. Well, let's talk about, like, okay. So Jason X is high up on the list for me. What's, what's like the 
best worst movie you've seen in the theaters? Look look at Justin thinking. He's seen so many of them. Like, dude, it's hard because man, I loved getting to go see Cocaine Bear with you guys in the theater and Shannon just puking <laughs> his gut. Like Shannon going from like an eleven, like at the start of the movie to to where you were like Shannon, shut the fuck up yeah, during the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was fearing for uh, Shannon's freedom at that point. Like, I was like, man, you are not in the shape that you are going to escape custody if people come for you. Um, and, you know, despite what Shannon just told us, he was entertaining that night. He w- We paid to watch a movie, and he was the entertainment. <laughs> that Yeah, I, 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 can't, we, I can't say I was in my right mind at that pace. That I mean, yeah, it was just... We, we had our own War of 1812 massacre <laughs> happening in the hallway of that movie theater. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that was a special evening for sure. For sure. Yep. Uh, Went out with a bang. I would toss, I would toss Leprechaun the first one I saw in the movie theaters. That was, that was a special experience. That was good. Um, man, what else? Uh, I mean, I think we tore up the first Dungeons and Dragons movie pretty oh, well. I left that one. I left that one. That was, I got about halfway in between and walked out I, and went to another movie. I did that I with, uh, yeah, I did that with In the Name of the King. Like, that one was just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I went and saw Alone in the Dark in the theater. That's totally one. That Oh, crap. That was so bad. Uh, whew. Uh, House of the Dead. Okay. House of the Dead. That's, I was fully in my, like, I want to watch every horrible horror movie <laughs> phase. And, like, yeah, Uwe Boll was just a gift from God at that point. <laughs> Blood Rain? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I never saw Blood Rain. <laughs> I never saw that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder how far you could make it through that movie. It was bad. It wasn't good. Yeah, it was uh, Uwe Boll, man. I mean, I knew we were onto something special when House of the Dead hits, and there's a character that's a stripper named Liberty for some reason. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm in. Like, let's let's go. We're in good hands. We're in capable hands here." Um, and Justin, what what else have you pulled from your memory? Dude, I'm like trying to think like i feel like most of the like really bad movies that i watched like most of them were ones that like i rented from like the video store oh of course of course yeah i i don't think i really went and saw like there's not too many movies that i remember seeing that i'm just like oh dude like that was a thing aside from like i mean meg 2 was probably the worst movie i've seen in theaters recently but I wasn't even like laughing at that though. I was just like, "Dude, this sucks!" <laughs> like, I want to go home. Weren't you saying like, "Am I misremembering?" But I kind of thought you uh, said the black phone was real bad, or was that just no, the ending I... was real bad? So I really liked the black phone. Uh-huh. My complaint about the black phone was the fact that the trailer gives away everything. Oh, right, right, right. Like, that was it. if yeah. I hadn't watched the trailer and I just watched the movie blind, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. But literally, the two-minute trailer had, like, every scene the entire of thing. the movie. Yeah. And it, yeah, they crammed that bad boy in there. Yeah. Oh, oh Bride of Chucky. 
I saw in the theater. <laughs> that was that was a good one. If you ever want to see some dolls have sex, that's uh that's your movie for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean that also happens in Team America, but you know that's that's actually a funny good movie, not funny because it's bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember that experience of going to the <laughs> South Park movie, and it was totally we were in it totally <laughs> blind, and it was one of the first dates I had with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, you know, it starts and you make the realization that you're watching a musical and the song is Uncle Fucker. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is going to be special. OK, yeah, we're we're in for it now. Um, and boy, were we. Uh, Dude, uh, what's funny is I so I also saw South Park, the movie uh-huh. in theaters, but I was nine Jesus. <laughs> uh, when I went and saw it. Uh, Dude. Like, my parents let me watch... Like, that's what's so funny is, like, my parents let me watch South Park. I just was not allowed to talk about anything, like, on the play. They were like... My mom would, like, tape it for me since it was on at, like, 10 at night on Comedy Central. Okay, you were you were the age of Shannon's son and my daughter. And I can never imagine letting them sit down and watch that. To, for, to be clear, when South Park came out... I was in Shannon, are are you okay after that uh that G6 just crashed on the tarmac and oh, you went flying man, out? Oh man, dude! Oh dude, that hurt, man. That damn, I'm all, oh, I'm all torn up over here. But at least at least we all made it. Zach, Zach, are you okay? Uh oh, I, I think uh, Zach? I think that's Zach under that engine right there. Oh oh no. Uh well uh I, oh. I think more, better trained professionals than us need to save him. So uh, I, I think we're just going to carry on without him. Dude, you know, T, T's and P's, my friend. T's and P's. It's what he would have wanted. Is, this what is wanted. what he would have wanted. <laughs> God rest his soul. Press F, everybody. Press F for the chat, please. <laughs> Shannon, Zach's not here well, to say it, so I'm going to say it. What have you been playing this week? <laughs> okay, so um, this week has been a lot of the same. Uh, so I've gotten a little bit further in my Spider-Man 2 conquest. Um, I actually started a uh, character in Diablo 4 uh, for the current season. Wow. All right. I, I started a Necromancer. I have, I've, uh, I've been playing with a rogue um, on the PlayStation, but... Um, now for this season, I decided to do a necro build because everybody says they're fun, and you know I like necromancers. Uh, so, you know I'm having a good time. My necromancer's terrifying, um, and I'm having a lot of fun playing with her and having my skeletons just basically beat up stuff. It's a lot easier than the rogue, um, so I'm happy there. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a little bit more Mario Wonder with my son, um, and I actually started over a new campaign um, with him. Uh, being single player so I could just kind of sit down and kind of watch him play and he can uh, learn the controls without somebody like either pushing the screen forward and just dragging him along or you know it kind of I I want him to kind of start to beat things on his own merit and he's finding a lot more fun in the game doing that so 
I'm happy to help him out when things get tough, when, you know, there's like a three or a four star level. Um, he's not quite at that, that area yet. Like he could do like a one or a two, but, um, but three or four, you know, I'll dad'll step in and show him how it's done. It's good for now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving my gaming life right now. It's all coming up roses. How about you? What are you playing? Dude, so your boy beat Mario Wonder today. No way. Yeah, I beat it. Not only did I beat it, I 100%ed it. I got all the flag tops, wow. all the wonder seeds, all the purple coins. I did the special world, like all of that. And let me tell you what. Dude, some of the, I A, I think the game's great. I think it's a really solid, mm-hmm. like more probably one of the funnest 2D Mario games I've played in recent time. Dude, some of those special levels are hard. And so... Like, there's, you know, each, uh, in each of the six worlds, you get, like, a little flower, um, path or whatever that, like, mm-hmm. goes to the special world for your little five-star level. And once you get all of those seeds for the special world, it unlocks, like, the final test or whatever. And then when you mm-hmm. do that, it unlocks the final, final test. And <laughs> let me tell you. I spent an hour, I'd say probably, Megan said it was about an hour today, playing the final, final (laughs) test. And I Mm -hmm. went into the final, final test with 99 lives, and Mm -hmm. I beat it. I had, I think, about 40 lives. So I went through about 60 lives (laughs) on the final, final test, but I finally did it. Because, dude, the final, final test is like a badge marathon. Like each level is almost like uh, you're you're having to use a different badge. It's almost like the badge challenges, except they're all five star and it's like you have to do this. And there's only a like checkpoint like every third section. So there were some sections where it's like I had to redo, like even if it was like, oh, I struggled on that third one, I would have to redo those first two over and over and over again and i was just like dude and i was playing on that was the part that was pissing me off the most that megan thought it was hilarious because i was playing online and when you're playing online like when you die like you could hit someone's little sign or like you know if you touch them it'll bring you back these people online were the biggest fucking cucks (laughs) ever like i was because like dude like i get it sometimes like you know when the level's moving left to right really quick like you can't stop to pick someone up like you have to keep moving or you're gonna die yourself and i get Uh that and i respect that but there was numerous times where it's like the person could have waited like one second to just stand still to let me touch them like they didn't have to move like they were in a safe spot and it's like they were actively avoiding me just to watch me die and it pissed me off to no end. Like, it happened, like, easily six, maybe seven times when I was like, oh, right there. And, like, the one person was standing there, and they were doing the little emoji to me, like, smiling. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, floating over them. I'm like, yeah, 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 bro. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And then they went down the pipe. And then I died. And I was like, you fucking bitch, dude. You baited me? And then you left me high and dry to just die at the end of the level right there. I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> That's so awesome and cold-hearted. But, yeah, dude, like, I think, I think I'd think i be laughing, too, dude. There would be no rage there. There would just be sheer, sheer just laughter dude enjoy i don't know i was pretty livid at the time. Like, now, looking <laughs> back at it, I'm like, yeah, that was a little funny, but... 
dude, I, at the time, I did not think, after doing, like, you know, 40 lives in, I was like, yeah, this isn't funny anymore, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm upset, uh, but no, I thought, you know, overall, though, I thought the game was really good, I like all the power-ups, um, my favorite power-up is, it's hard, I honestly want to say the elephant, like, the elephant, out of the new abilities, was probably my favorite, um, yeah, but, I do like like all the little Mario Maker kind of challenge levels. Um, the the one thing that I was kind of like like thinking about it later, like I like I don't know if have you done any of the airships yet? Uh, no. <clears throat> so there's like airship levels, kind of like Mario Three. Those are really mm-hmm. fun, except it's weird to me because the final boss of the airships, it's almost just like. There's, like, a mechanical Bowser head and, like, a little factory whatever thing. And you kind of just have to run to the end and jump and hit the button on top of its head to shut it down and blow it up or whatever. Which I guess is kind of, like, a throwback to Mario 1, you know, hitting the axe and then it does whatever. I I feel like it's very similar to that. But at the same time, I'm, like, I I don't really understand, like, why the airships couldn't have been, like, Koopa Kids. You know, and then they mm-hmm. could have done their wonder thing or whatever, and it could have been weird. And like, but at the same time, I get it because at the castles, it's already Bowser Jr., and like those fights are very similar to the castles in Mario 3, where it's the three hits and back and forth or whatever. So I guess trying to do Koopa Kids and do that, like they would have to change the Bowser Jr. fights to something else or whatever to make it not just like, okay, I'm just doing this fight over and over again. But. The, like the funnest parts, the wonder seeds. Like every time it switches and it's like you hit the LSD flower and then everything gets weird and you do mm-hmm. whatever. Like I played a lot of it with Megan and like her favorite parts were like, oh, like when we were slimes or when we're like little roller balls or like when Mario turns into something weird. And I was kind of like, I kind of wished that like maybe instead of like the Bowser Jr. fight, like it was something like that where you were forced into, oh, now you're like the slime mario or whatever and to do that because the wonder seed part is like the gimmick like that's the fun part of the game Mm -hmm. instead of just doing like a whatever hit him three times and he's like dead type situation but no i thought it was great though i had a lot of fun yeah i've i've basically just gotten because i'm like i said i'm waiting for my son to kind of like play through it and then you know i'm watching him as he goes like we've only gotten to like the second world like the water world um, so, uh, we just did the first castle, um, and I felt it was kind of, like, cheap, right? Cause, like, the mechanic is, like, uh, you hit him once, and then, like, you get big and he gets, like, super small. Uh, or he goes super, like, you know, super first, whatever. He, he, like, takes, like, a Wonder Seed hit or whatever, and, like, turns into, like, this mecha, like, Bowser Jr. Yeah. And then you get big and he gets small, and you smash him, and then... Uh, you get small and he gets like super big. And then like he was like, I, I had had like uh, a power up. I think it was, uh, I think it was an elephant. And then he pushed me into the corner and then I got hit. And then, so I turned into like just large Mario. And then 
I couldn't get away because he kept jumping into the corner and I was like stuck there. So I was like, okay. So then he like kicked me once and then I turned into like a super small guy and then I like panicked <laughs> like when he was like when he sh- when he shrank yeah. me and I and I'd because I'd already hit him twice. Right. This was like the last one. And then like I didn't know what to do. And I just like hit the uh, R button. So I did like the the butt like slam into the ground and like I must have hit part of his stomach and like the computer was just like eh, close enough. And like basically like like triggered as a hit for me and then i beat him and i was like man i was like i just got lucky i just like panicked and hit a whole bunch of buttons and kind of like just came out of that all right but like still i was kind of like disappointed because i didn't want to win that way you know like i wanted to actually like get him on the head and i just feel like the computer just gave it to me because they're like yeah we got you in the corner and it's kind of cheap that we did that so we're just gonna give this to you because there's no way you're gonna get out without dying they're like and uh, we're gonna like, make him look good in front of his son all right yeah i was just like whatever dude but yeah um i'm having fun with it uh my son gets mad because if he gives me the controller and i beat a level and i don't get everything on it i play the same level until i get everything so he's just like you're playing this level again but we already beat it and i was like yeah but you don't understand like there's like your level of gaming where you're just starting to get it so like getting just beating the game is like enough for you you don't like want to get any of the tchotchkes but like me like the game is like getting is getting everything like mastering the level and then moving on so uh, that, that's totally yeah. me and that's me playing with megan where like we missed a purple coin or something and i'm like looking at her and she's like i'm not doing that again so <laughs> or like we missed a flag top and i'm like oh dude we have to do it she's like, i'm not doing that again and then so we just kept going and then like what would end up happening is like when Megan's at the gym or something, I would boot the game up and go back and recollect the purple coin, the flag top, the whatever that we missed. And then when she comes back, I'm like, okay, now we can play new levels because I have to go back to all the old levels and get all the shit that we missed that she didn't want to go back and redo. Okay, so if you guys are playing two player and then she's not there and like you want to play on your save game, can you play one player on your profile or do you have to like no yeah you just drag her carcass? Uh, no, around? you can drop drop and add. You can't drop and add players mid level, but like in the mm-hmm. actual overworld, you just go down to the controller and you can um you can like add another player or whatever. So like there there was one level like today when we me and her were playing and then. I hit one of the special, like, five-star whatever levels, and Megan tried it two or three times, and she's like, yeah, no, this is going to be one that's, like, you have to do by yourself. So then I went to the controls and kicked her out and then mm-hmm. played it myself, and then after I beat it, like, re-added her back in, um, which is okay, that's which cool. is nice, but I do kind of wish, I will say, I do kind of wish that... Um, it did have a feature kind of like new super like the bubble feature in new super mario brothers where you could just carry them along to a point cuz dude there was a couple points in like one level when i was playing with <laughs> megan where it's like i had you had to do like this jump to like get up into this like high i'm like okay you have to run like spin and then do the wall jump whatever to get up here and i could do it but megan could not do it and so she's like trying to hand me her controller to do it for her and I could, but then once she's up there and I'm still down here because of the screen, like I wasn't able to build up enough momentum that I needed to redo that jump as well. So I'm like, we both mm-hmm. have to do this at the same time. Like I can't do it for you and then do it myself. And I can't mm-hmm. do it for both of us at the same time. So I'm like, you need <laughs> to follow my instructions and do this jump so we can both get up here because I can't carry you and you can't carry me like up there. 
And it wasn't a spot where she could just like die and get, like ghost up to you. Unfor- I wish like that would have been the easier solution if I could have just killed Megan to like do that. But in the part where we were, there wasn't like some way for me to just murder Megan. Or yeah, that would have been easy too <laughs> if there was like a button that you could just like hold for five seconds to just murder yourself and then do the like whatever. <laughs> that would have been incredibly useful in that situation. But and that's like Agreed. one of my other like just kind of mild complaint. Like some of the levels like, do not feel like it's meant to be... I could not imagine playing with four people. Like, even playing with two people sometimes, I'm like, dude, this is, like, really fucking hard with two people because if you're not, like, at the same pace, like, someone's getting left behind and, like, falling off the screen or doing whatever, like, that's hard. So I feel like design-wise, I'm like, I'm not sure a lot of these levels were actually designed to be played with four (laughs) people. It's, like, designed with one person, and they're like, okay, let's just cram three more players in here and call it a day. Yeah, I think essentially what you need is, like, you need, like, one Mario and you need, like, three Yoshis. <laughs> so you don't feel bad when, like, somebody gets pushed off the edge. Dude, yeah. Fucking... Dude, in that special, special, like, final, final level, one of the people who dicked me over was a Nabbit player. And I was like, dude, fuck you, Nabbit. Like, dude. Like, and it's this level where there's all these, like, the fire, like, spinning fire sticks and shit everywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, like, fucking nabbit can just run through it like doesn't give a shit like he's not gonna die and it's like you're not gonna help my ass out who's actually playing the game and you're on fucking baby mode over here just blowing through it like dude eat a dick <laughs> that's so i love it I, I just love how fired up you get about this these dude it, they it's got so awesome. to me man like they're sitting there emoting with their little smiley faces i'm like no dude like kick rocks like uh, so you can actually like see these people that they're, they're not like ghosts or whatever it's not, like you said you were you touched their sign or whatever like are they just like waiting for people to respond them or are they like are they just ghosts like that are just floating around waiting for somebody to like pop in so they can because well, like be saved, when you're or? playing online like you see like mm-hmm. you can't interact with the other people playing but you see them like you can see them running in the level and doing whatever and like you can plant your signpost or they can plant their signpost or whatever so that like if you become mm-hmm. a ghost you know you can touch it and come back mm. but if you touch the actual person you come back too like when me and megan play you know if you're a ghost you can i could she plays as luigi i could touch luigi mm-hmm. and i'd come back but mm-hmm. dude but yeah dude the nabbit player who like sat there and then went down on the <laughs> pipe and left me for dead as he like sat there and emoted to me i'm like yeah dude no <laughs> you're not my friend you're a dick <laughs> oh jesus um, dude but i T's and P's, I wish Zach was here for this, but <laughs> the other game I've been playing this week, though, is uh, your boy's been playing some Alan Wake. Oh, hell yeah. Let's hear about it. Like, it, I mean, I've never played the first one, so uh, so I am not the tar- target demographic for this, but, like, it's a legit game. Like, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good sequel. So far, dude, so far it's been great. So let me first, let me give you the rundown of Alan Wake 1 real quick. So the okay. TLDR for Alan Wake run, basically... Alan Wake, he's an author of horror slash kind of like detective novels. Uh, he's famous, but he's kind of like been in this slump where he has writer's block and he's trying to work on his new book and he's not really able to come up with anything. So he goes to this town and I think it's in like Washington. I forget what the town's called um, to try and like, you know, get away and kind of get back to his roots and get rid of his writer's block. So him and his wife go there. And the town is very much resembled after, like, Twin Peaks. 
uh, type mm-hmm. city. It's like small, kind of little hick town. Like everyone knows each other, but like weird shit happens. And what ends up happening is his wife ends up going missing and he's trying to find his wife. And then he finds out his wife is in a place called the dark place. And so he's trying to figure out like how to get out of there. And there's like all these weird, there's this like cult of the word that's involved and there's like darkness and whatever. And you have to use a flashlight to shine it on like things and stuff to like interact with it or like weaken like these like weird shadow creature people. And he eventually like goes into the dark place to like get his wife and whatever. And they're trying to get out and the game basically ends with his wife getting out at the cost of Alan being stuck in the dark place. And so that's kind of how the first game ends is he's like, in the dark place trying to write his way out of it because that's the other thing is everything alan writes like happened like so like shit that he was writing that was part of the problem is stuff he was writing about in his book and whatever was coming to life and happening in the real world and it was like causing issues uh so alan wake 2 takes place 13 years or whatever after the first one and you play as two different characters. You play as, uh, God, dude, why am I blanking on her name now? The there's like an FBI detective chick, and you play as her, mm-hmm. and then you can play as Alan. Which like the first couple chapters you play as her, and then like chapter three I think is the first one where you start to play as Alan, and okay. her whole thing is like she's not real. Like, Alan, I think, like, and that's the thing. A lot of this is speculation. Like, I don't know, but from what it seems like, she's not a real person. Like, Alan basically created her um, as, like, part of one of his stories. And, like, there's people in the town. She's in the town where Alan disappeared and stuff. And there's been ritualistic killings happening in the town. And her and her partner, Casey, are investigating, which Casey was also in the first game. And he's, like, the protagonist in Alan's books. He's a detective. But this version of Casey isn't the same Casey that was in the first one. Like, because there's another version of Casey that's still in the dark place. And he's more unhinged and kind of crazy. And um, so they're investigating these murders that have been happening. And then you come to find out, and it's the Cult of Deer or whatever is their name. And you come to find out that they're trying to perform this ritual. And you don't know what the point of the ritual is. But they're like cutting hearts out of people. And offering them and trying to do whatever. And you essentially help complete the ritual. And when you do, it summoned Alan Wake out of the dark place. And into the real world. Um, so I think Alan created her and I think Alan also created the cult of the deer as a means to try and get him out of the dark place into the real world. Part of the problem though, is like now in chapter three, like, so there's this Alan that exists in the real world, but what I'm playing right now, Alan's still in the dark place. And so I don't know if this is something that's taking place in the past and we haven't hit the point yet where he's like in the real world now. 
Or in the previous game, there was a character named Mr. Scratch who literally looks like Alan and he's like a dark version of Alan. So I'm wondering if maybe it's Scratch that's actually in the real world and Alan is in the dark place still. Like there's it's one of those things where it's really fucking weird and there's like a lot of questions uh, that mm-hmm. uh, need answered. But it's a beautiful game and it's one of those things where it's like it always amazes me like how well the PS5 runs games and stuff like there's next to no load times there's when you push the middle button uh for both characters like alan has like a writer's room whatever where like you put together plot points or whatever for his like book and it helps like open up objectives or whatever that you need to complete and as the fbi agent you have access to files with pictures and stuff that like kind of does the same thing and it's so crazy to like be playing the game it's like oh press the button and then you jump into this other thing and it just happens instantly like there's no loading times and you're like walking around in this entire new area now and so i love that like they obviously are kind of like fully using like the hardware to like it's full capability it's kind of like the ratchet and clank or like spider-man quick travel where it just never ceases to amaze me where it's like it just happens instantly like there's no waiting or it's like dude if i had to wait like 10 seconds every time I did that, you know, it would get annoying and I wouldn't want to do it. But the fact that I can just instantly do that and it doesn't slow down me playing the game, it's not a hindrance mm-hmm. in any way to just jump in and do that. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, but the game is spooky. Uh, I did get jump scared uh, once. <laughs> May I was on the phone. Megan called me on her way home from the gym and I was playing. And I was walking through this one part and then all of a sudden this, like, face got, like, an inch from the screen like this and screamed at me and i was only half paying attention because it was the phone with megan it made me jump and i almost dropped the phone because I was like, ah! and i was like jesus <laughs> christ man i was not ready for that um but also this game is almost like the closest thing i feel like to like a video game that's like a movie or tv show i've ever played like the way it's shot it's like the opening shots are almost like verbatim from like the shining and stuff and just the different camera angles they use and like the voice acting is really good it uses live action like cutscenes, like with real people mm-hmm. and stuff and some of the like there's uh where i'm at now in chapter three like there's shit where it's like um alan's like on a talk show and stuff and it's like with real actors like real people and so it's like crazy that it kind of blends the mediums of like live action people and like it's a video game though and it's like all kind of fused together and at the end of each chapter it almost has like tv show like credits at the end of it where it plays like a theme song and like does whatever so there's like almost like a break between each chapter and there's like so many scenes from it where i'm like this feels like true detective and like fargo and it feels like hannibal and it just feels like a lot of these like really popular kind of like hbo and like showtime shows and stuff so it it just feels crazy to me that i'm just like dude it's almost like i'm playing a movie wow that's cool i mean that's a cool narrative and and a cool way to do cutscenes, uh because it you know kind of keeps you immersed and like it sounds to me like the graphics kind of keep up with the the live action stuff so i mean it like i think it yeah i think it's it's a good 
like the way you're describing it, it's a, a very good blending of the two mediums. Yeah, and it, it works because so and it's one of those things where it's like because the graphics look really nice, like it's not completely jarring to go from like oh it's like a live action like cutscene you know to oh now i'm clearly in the video game because this looks like shit compared to you know the live action cutscene so it's like it's not like super weird to me that they do that and uh i forget who who makes alan wake but they're kind of known like control had some of that too you know with Mm -hmm. like the live action actors and stuff kind of like overlaid and Alan Wake and Control also take place in the same universe. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about that that last yeah, week. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is like the uh, um, I forget what their version like their version of the TVA or whatever it is like the Control whatever they're they're in this game and like there's been multiple um, points and stuff where it's like oh shit like I'm like dude that person's from like the janitor from Control I ran into him in chapter three and then at the set of the talk show, whatever, at one of the dressing rooms, there was a book by the doctor dude in control when you're watching the videos mm. and stuff where he's talking about his experiments. It's like, oh, shit. I'm like, dude, it's the dude. I'm like, I remember him. So <laughs> it's cool kind of seeing some of those, like, aha moments of, I'm like, oh, man, like, that's cool that it all kind of just, like, coexists together. Yeah, that's right. And now we've talked a lot about the graphics and the story and the load times. Uh, how does it control? I mean, are the controls like satisfying? Does it feel, do they feel like, you know, tight or do they feel loose? Oh, uh, we're having all sorts of problems tonight. Oh, <laughs> And I'm back. And I know back. it's just been a slew and then there was of technical one. problems today, man. I swear. <laughs> All right, so I know. So you were asking me about the controls. I'm just gonna clap and. Okay. Yeah, dude. Control wise, it honestly kind of reminds me a lot of like Resident Evil, like I want to say like Village or something. Like it has like. Like, it's over-the-shoulder type stuff, you know? You're, like, walking around. It controls really good. I'm surprised I haven't, like, felt like, you know, they haven't used, like, the haptic feedback or anything, like, in, like, the controller. Like, I'm surprised. Maybe, like, later I'll get something that, like, does it. But, um, no, control-wise, though, it's, like, super smooth. Like, I haven't had any issues. Like, you can, for your weapons and stuff, you can, like, uh for like the little d-pad whatever you can like hot map you know certain things you have a resident evil style inventory system as well Mm -hmm. that you kind of have to manage but um there's a lot of these ice chests too that you find that are from like the cult of the deer that have like usually there's like a code somewhere nearby like either on the wall or like whatever that you have to kind of figure out to unlock it and it has supplies in it but some of them have like to increase like your storage and so that's what's mm-hmm. nice is I've already found, like, two or three of them. So it's, like, I haven't had any, like, oh, dude, I have to, like, drop this or use this or do whatever, like, storage-wise. Like, I'm running out of space. Like, I haven't had any issues mm-hmm. like that, which is really nice. Um, Good. But uh, it, it is – this one compared to the first one is a lot – leans a lot more into survival horror. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, there's more, like, combat – 
is like combat's good and it's just dude you do not have a lot of ammo like you have your pistol and like i have a sawed off shotgun i think and it's like dude Mm -hmm. the first boss fight like i went in with like maybe four or six like shotgun shots and then like 16 uh bullets for my pistol and i came out with like four bullets for my pistol and that's it so i was just like man i was like whoo i'm glad i actually like did not run out of ammo uh during that fight um but then it's like afterwards there was like chests and stuff like i was able to replenish on ammo like i haven't been hurting for ammo um Mm -hmm. i was initially playing on normal mode too and then i just threw it on story mode just be a Mm -hmm. just because like dude this this year stacked like i don't want to get like hung up and really the only difference between story mode and normal mode they said was that like the combat's slightly easier which since Mm -hmm. like you know ammo is so scarce i'm like yeah dude i if i can spend less ammo on the enemies because yeah what i do really want is the story in survival horror and like that boss fight where i had next to no ammo when i left that was on story mode (laughs) So I can't imagine if that was on normal mode. Like I might not have had any fucking ammo by the end of that. <laughs> um, wow! But it's been a fun game so far, and I'm excited to now that I'm done with Mario Wonder. I'm excited to play it. I want to say I looked it up, and like I'm on chapter three, and I want to say it said there was like nineteen chapters, something like that. So. Wow. Um, so I still have like quite. I'm still very much like at the beginning ish of the game. So I still have quite a bit to work my way through. That's good. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh do, do you hear any sirens, Shannon? I mean, I don't know. Uh, th- I mean, the way this podcast has been going tonight, just I mean, it might be an act of you know, I faith to get us through this last little segment so why don't you go and uh and tell us about the things that you've been watching because uh i haven't watched a damn thing this week so i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna ruin anything by spoiling it if there's something that you want to talk about specifically go for it um but yeah i mean i'm, I'm just here to listen all right. you, story time papa you know tell me all right story. all right i i won't get to like Jin v has been really good uh there's mm-hmm. one episode left it's already been renewed for season two uh mm-hmm. which I'm both excited for and a little disappointed about, mainly just because, like, I thought this was going to be just, like, a one-and-done type thing, and knowing that it's going to get a season Mm -hmm. two kind of worries me what they're going to do for the ending, because I'm like, dude, I really just kind of wanted them to wrap everything up and do whatever, and it's like, dude, if this is, like, going on to another season, like, I don't really know what kind of conclusion I'm going to get in the final episode, Uh, but -hmm. fingers crossed, it's been really solid um i'm here for it loki has also been great uh i wish zach was here and we deep dive into it the ending of episode four i genuinely don't know what the fuck is happening anymore it's (laughs) it's kind of crazy like it's kind of gone and like all these like every direction i kind of thought it was going they kind of pull the rug up from you and like nope and then they do something else and you start to kind of figure out what they're doing i'm like okay I can and they're like okay now we're changing it again and it's just like dude it's like changed lanes so many times i don't even know what freeway it's on anymore 
<laughs> but do you do you think that that adds to the quality of the show, or do you think it detracts from your overall enjoyment of the show? Like I've been enjoying it, and I think it's definitely it's one of those things where I think it's been really interesting. I don't know like how mm-hmm. like it makes me wonder how much of this is like intentional, or like you know if because of like Jonathan Majors is in it. Um, he has been mm-hmm. in it the last two episodes. Like he's been like a main character. So, uh, but it's like I'm kind of interested to see like, you know, if it continues like that. Like some shit really kind of happened at the end of the fourth episode that I don't know how they're gonna fix it. Whether it be like time travel or like an alternate you know we're still dealing with like kind of multiverse stuff so i don't know if that's the direction for it but it's been i do like the stuff where it's kind of like wandavision like wandavision that was kind of the big thing is you know it always kept you guessing and made you think and whatever and this season of loki has kind of been that way where it's been kind of keeping me guessing and kind of wondering what's going to happen which i like that because it makes you kind of sit back and kind of resonate on things and kind of wonder like okay like what's gonna happen next like is it mefesto <laughs> you know type of <laughs> situation so oh boy um but i guess we'll wait for zach you know next week the deep dive into loki but there's been a lot of talk in the discord about a little movie so i wanted to make sure that i saw it uh today in order to be able to talk about it on the podcast and that is Five Nights at Freddy's. Here we go. Yeah, so your boy watched some uh, Five Nights at Freddy's today. So I will be forefront. I am not a huge Five Nights at Freddy's person. I played the first game a long time ago when it came out on mobile. And that is it. There's like five more games since then. Maybe six. I don't even remember. And I don't know all the deep lore of five nights at Freddy's. So actually before the podcast, I was asking a Zach's son came on and I told him I watched the movie and I was actually asking him questions like, dude, is this Canon? Like, is this person like part of is, was this part of the movie or is this actually like part of the game type situation here? And for the most part, it sounds like they were pretty faithful to the game lore. So, the movie is about you have PETA from Hunger Games and he is it starts out he's like a security guard at a mall and he ends up like tackling some dad and beating the shit out of him in front of his son because he thought he was kidnapping this kid and then obviously gets fired and then you come to find out that when PETA was a kid uh, his younger brother I think his name was greg or something like that basically got they were at a park playing or whatever and he got taken and they never found the guy they never found his brother and so that kind of has like haunted him for like his entire life and so his mom is dead and i I want to say his dad died too i don't know if they said his dad died or dad left but he's basically in charge of his younger sister and they kind of have a rocky relationship. And he ends up getting a job as a night security guard at Freddy Fazbear's. And 
Dude, the guy who gives them the job is uh, Matthew Lillard, who plays Shaggy. <laughs> and, dude, it was funny. I almost didn't recognize him at first because he, like, looks a little bit older, like, in this movie. And he has, like, a mustache and kind of goatee and, like, some facial hair going on and, like, a little bit of weight. But as soon as I heard his voice and saw, like, his eyes, like, his very distinctive, like, eyes and face and, like, voice and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude, this is Matthew Lillard, man. And... <laughs> Uh, which is very fitting like i love scream and so uh he ends up getting a job there and you know things start going awry animatronics start moving around and then you know you come to find out that like his aunt or whatever is trying to uh get custody of his sister because she wants like government money so she's trying to make him look bad. So like she has these people. She doesn't know how to like make him give up his sister or whatever. So she kind of has these people break into Freddy Fazbear's to trash the place to make it be like, okay, well, obviously he's a shitty security guard and can't keep a job and whatever. So these people break in and then, of course, the animatronics murder them. Which a lot of the, (laughs) it's a PG-13 movie, so like a lot of the killing Mm -hmm. happens kind of off screen or like Mm -hmm. shadows. Like uh, at one point, this chick or whatever uh, was like following this kid, which was really a ghost of a child, into the back. Mm -hmm. And there was like a Freddy looking animatronic and you see the shadow and she basically gets bit in half at like the torso by it. And then you see like (laughs) her legs like hit the ground. Uh, (laughs) Overall though, I thought it was actually, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to say that's good. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was an amazing movie, but it was definitely entertaining. Megan, who was not interested in it at all, actually ended up watching the majority of it with me. And she was, like, Googling, like, stuff on the, like, Five Nights wiki and shit, trying to, like, figure out who these people are and stuff. And (laughs) that's what I was asking, like, uh, Zach's son about because you come to find out at the end the person who took his brother was uh, Matthew Lillard who gave him the job. And he's the guy who created Freddy Fazbear's and would dress up in this rabbit uh like animatronic suit and then like kidnapped kids and then stuff them into the animatronics and their souls and like bodies fused with them or whatever so then these like dead kids became the animatronics and uh that's what i was asking his son is i'm like dude i don't remember like, in the original first game, because most of the animatronics that are in this movie were in the first game. Like, Chica, the yellow uh, bird person thing. There's Foxy, Freddy, uh, the purple... I want to say it's like a Rabani or whatever its name is. Uh, like, all of them are in the first game. But then this yellow rabbit, I'm like, dude, I know I've seen them in the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, but I'm like, I don't remember them in the first game. And yeah, come to find out they're in the fourth game. And, <laughs> but the whole plot about like, cause he, it's a person in the suit. And then like, 
you mm-hmm. load the spring trap or whatever, and then like the, he gets trapped in the suit, and I guess you kill him or do whatever. That happens in the movie. He doesn't die though. Like Matthew Lillard's still alive at the end, but he's like dying like inside Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know if he's eventually just gonna die and then still like live on as the animatronic or something like that. But plot wise, like Jordan and Mike, if you're listening, dude, like I don't know. What the fuck happened to his brother? Like, what happened to Greg? Like, you find out Matthew Lillard kidnapped him and that his brother's dead, but, like, all these kids that he kidnapped, he turned into animatronics, but his brother was not one of the animatronics. So I'm like, is he, like, did he just murder a child and, like, didn't put his body in an animatronic? Like, did he do that but he's just not one of the animatronics that's there like he's somewhere else they never really explained that or if they did i completely missed it like after this podcast i'm probably gonna go on youtube and find some (laughs) easter egg type video to see if that'll kind of break down a lot of the stuff i missed because i don't know all the deep lore of five nights at freddy's so matthew lillard's character what Wait, is he like in the bear? Is he in like the so? Because I don't even know any other names. So like, which which one is he in? Because like every time I see a Five Nights at Freddy's game, whether it be one through six, it's always the bear, but it's in varying stages of like decomposition. I guess like it started out more as like an animatronic stuffed bear in like the first one, but now by like the sixth one, he's like a totally robotic, like demonized looking bear that like goes from being like this cuddly, woodly guy to being like this thing that looks like it's definitely going to rip your throat out if it gets a chance. So a couple things here. One. So Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. is not in Freddy. He's in, he wears, mm-hmm. the, I don't know what the name of it, but it's a yellow rabbit. And that is the animatronic suit that he's in. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I guess, according to the lore, like in the past, there were people that would fit inside the suits. But then he perfected a mechanism with lithium batteries and whatever to just make the robots fully animatronic and able to move around to where it doesn't need piloted by a person or whatever to do it. Uh, but his mm-hmm. suit with the yellow rabbit does require him to be in it. Uh, so Freddy, though, in this movie, there's two different Freddies. So there's the normal Freddy that you always see, looks all pristine, whatever. But one of the mm-hmm. dead kids is in... There's, like, all these spare Freddy parts or whatever that, like, got put together into this, like, weird-looking Freddy that's, like, missing an ear and, like, half his face is kind of gone... And so then there's that Freddy, which I think has a special name. Like, it's, like, something Freddy, like, Golden Freddy or, like, whatever. I don't know. But it's not – there's normal Freddy, and then now there's this, like, half-destroyed, like, scarier-looking Freddy. And they're not the same person. Um, But I don't know the lore behind But you're right. Like, every Five Nights at Freddy's, like, it's, like, more – like, they look all kind of normal in the first game, and it's more just, like, animatronic, like, scary-looking, whatever. Um, they were trying to put PETA's sister into one of these animatronic, like, bodies, and the one that they were trying to put her in looks a lot like one of the dolls from... There's, like, the Five Nights at Freddy's sister location or whatever, and it looks like one of those animatronics. So, I did notice that easter egg and i'm kind of wondering if we do get a sequel 
if it is going to be like based on on sister location or whatever like because apparently this one was majority of it I felt like comes from one but then it seems like it had elements from four and maybe like another one in there like two or something like that I don't know um but what I thought was really cool too though is they had uh multiple like youtubers who played like five nights at freddy's and whatever in the movie as well like mm-hmm. the guy i don't know if you've ever seen any of his videos but he's like game theory is like his thing he's like he always comes up with like theories for games like oh is like freddy like uh i don't know like a mega racist or something and then tries to like <laughs> connect okay. the dots or whatever he's like this is it. he's like or is this just a theory and that's kind of like his tagline he was in the movie because he did multiple videos on Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever. And he played like a waiter at this diner and he was talking about mm-hmm. something. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but I don't know. That's just a theory. And I was like, he said the line. I'm like, he said the line. <laughs> um, and there was like a couple other people that I've never watched their stuff, but I'm assuming like they just had kind of background parts or whatever that they were like YouTubers. And I did think it was really cool that during the credits though, um, this group, the Living Tombstone, uh, they do a lot of video game, whatever time. They did, I want to say, like, entire albums for Five Nights at Freddy's, and they played one of their songs during the credits, so I thought that was cool that they got to kind of have their three minutes of fame in the credits for Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, awesome. Well, that's cool. Sounds like you enjoyed it. It sounds like it wasn't a total waste of your time. It doesn't. It sounds like it was, uh, wasn't one of those movies that you... Uh, you hate to love or love to hate dude yeah and apparently it's been killing it at the box office too so like i imagine like i want to say opening weekend they said it did like 40 million or something like that so which is kind of crazy considering the fact that you know it uh released both on peacock and in theaters like the same day so the fact that people were actually still going to theaters to see five nights at freddy's when it's available on streaming is you know move cinema's back baby yeah i mean all i saw really about it that uh was on opening weekend uh there was a huge fist fight at a five nights dude at i saw it dude there was like four guys like beating the shit out of some dude <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, dude, what? I don't, I don't want to go out anymore. The older I get, the more, ha- the happier I am to see all these services just start putting their movies out for us to stream at home. Damn, dude. All right. So when I last checked, Five Nights at Freddy's had only done like forty something at the box office. So Five Nights at Freddy's slays with seventy eight million domestic debut, one hundred thirty million globally. Damn, like, dude. And how much did it cost to make? That's what I'm... Let's see. What is the uh, budget? Which I will say I did appreciate the fact, too. So it looks like the budget was $20 million. Damn. Yeah, so they, they definitely cleared. Uh, I did appreciate the fact that the animatronics, like, were also practical effects. Like, it was, like, actual mm-hmm. suits. Like, it didn't look hokey as shit. Like, it had, I think, some level of CGI over it. But mm-hmm. it wasn't just like this, oh man, like this looks fake as fuck. Like, you know, it looked like believable because, uh, you know, it was like actual suits and stuff, which I do respect that they didn't just like CGI barf whatever everywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, that must have been one terrifying set to work on at night. <laughs> I'd be the guy that closes that place up at night. Oh, hell no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out. I'm going to leave the lights on when I leave, guys. Sorry. You're like, deuces. Catch you later. <laughs> yeah. You asked me to close. All I did was close the doors. You didn't say I had to turn anything off. Mm. Oh, well, I guess that yawn's going to signify the end of a laborious podcast. Yeah, you know, bro. your boy's got some editing <laughs> ahead of him, but uh, you know what, Shannon? I know we had a plane crash earlier, so be a little gentler with this mm-hmm. one, but why don't you land this bad boy? It might be a little rocky, but try and get us on the ground, all right? Oh, you know what, everybody? Thank you for sticking around to another dicey episode of That Pixel Life. Uh, you know, we were uh, cut up more than a victim in the Friday the 13th uh, horror movie this week. So, um, you know, thank you in advance, Justin, for all the hard work that you're going to put in making this show sound as uh, beautiful as it, as it can be. Uh, guys, if you uh, love this uh, style of podcast... Um, what can I say, man? Like, we're good for every one, one in every hundred episodes. We put out a banger like this. So, uh, you know, follow us on the uh, wherever you download your uh, your podcasts. Uh, you can uh, jump into our Discord channel. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, we would love to hear from you. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if there's anything you want us to improve on, you know, you can also do that. Um Apparently, we can continue debating how good candy corn is um, for Halloween. I can say that now that Zach's not here and he's not going to have an aneurysm. Um, But yeah, um, that's it, guys. Have a great week. Happy Halloween. Um, Justin, if uh, Robbie was here and Zach were here, what do you think they would say right now? So if Zach was here, Zach would say, God damn it, my fucking mic. Hold on, guys. This didn't record. (laughs) Uh, If Robbie was here, Robbie would say, Hey, guys, my team, the Diamondbacks, are going all the way this year. I tell you what. Sports ball's the best. <laughs>